This is the Living Numbers Podcast. This is the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles. Welcome back to episode seven. Thank you to all my followers, my listeners, my supporters. Wouldn't be here without you all. And I'm back with another one, solo. No special guest this time, but I will have someone soon, I promise. Before we get everything started today, I got to give a shout out to my brother Keith. He made the logo and it is fire. I love it. You can go follow him on Instagram at prime underscore five seven prime fifty seven. He makes logos. He does art. He he's just a creator. He has his own clothing line. So definitely go check him out. Go follow him. And you could DM him if you want orders, if you need masks, if you need something custom, he'll definitely take care of you. So at first I had to do that. Check out the new logo. Tell me what y'all think over on Instagram. You can follow me at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. And uh, yeah, talk to me. I'll talk back. First number. One out of 144. I want to just highlight something that doesn't really get a ton of love WNBA just put out new jerseys for every team for their 25th year anniversary and these are one of 144 I believe that's how many are made because that's how many players they have but these jerseys are fire fire a lot of them have a lot of different nooks and and different details that You only get if you're from the place. So, of course, they do a great job of explaining these things when you go to the different videos and the different pictures. But when you talk about being creative with different color schemes and things that make specific cities special. I mean, they did a great job. A few that I want to really shout out and highlight the Atlanta Dream. I like the color schemes. And the inspiration from that was from the the civil rights movement of the different signs that they had. I want to highlight the Chicago sky. The colors are just awesome on these kind of half a pinstripe. And they've got the blue and the yellow and the jerseys black. Very nice. Very nice. The Connecticut Sun, they have one that celebrates the history of Connecticut's indigenous people. This one has got like a blue on blue with a white number. Very nice, clean, sleek. The Indiana Fever have a Stranger Things themed jersey. You got to check that one out. It's all red and it's got like the lighter red speckle. Awesome. Love it. The Los Angeles Sparks, they've got a black one with gold trim. I mean, you talk about sleek, minimal, but elegant. Can I say elegant? Yes, definitely. The Los Angeles Spark Black jerseys are off the chain. The New York Liberty, they have like this mint color and it has the equality word. It's got the uh, statue hand with the torch on it. Nice. Very nice. The Phoenix Suns, their black jersey with the orange X, just hot. 
That's the appropriate word. It's just hot. I like it. Really like it. How come Seattle has a WNBA team but does not have an NBA team yet? What are we doing? What are we doing here? And the Washington Mystics have a, a Rebel edition, and it has the word Rise on it. Very nice. Very sleek. So shout out to the WNBA. I remember I first started watching because a friend of mine, uh, Karima Christmas, shout out to you if you ever hear this. Uh, she went to Duke and then she got drafted. And it was really just because of my friendship with her while I watched the WNBA at all. Any women's basketball? Because I, I mean, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. But once I had uh, some vested interest, I had some skin in the game. Then I started to watch. And I mean, I still watch. To this day, I watch a little WNBA, not as much as the NBA, but it's definitely something I try to keep my eye on. And so speaking of jerseys, and these jerseys are not under the radar at all, I want to talk about something else. Now, you can talk about this across platforms, across industries, across different kinds of people. And my number here is the GO229. That is the first stealth plane made by Germany. And I brought up this plane because it was meant to go under the radar, right? That means to be undetected, right? If people are looking for you, they can't find you. Why? Because you're under the radar. But as as a person working in an industry, no matter where you work, I would just ask myself because some people they feel like oh you know i'll just put my head down i don't want anybody to notice me i don't want to be seen i don't want any attention drawn my way and i'm kind of the opposite of that where i go well shoot i'm i'm going to try to do such a great job that people don't have a choice but to notice me when when people start speaking of people who are doing their best people who are making an impact, people who are changing the game, so to speak. I want those people to think about me. Your boy, Tony Rambles, your host, right? So to me, just flying under the radar, uh, I just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it always, especially in a place where you're trying to excel. You're trying to be the best and put your best foot forward. I don't know, flying under the radar, it's just not my thing right now. It's twofold there because if you're under the radar eh, you can do a half decent job and you can, you can get by because nobody's noticing you. No one is paying attention to the half decent to poor job you may be doing. Now that's not to say that someone under the radar is not doing a great job. I'm just saying you can get by either way if you're under the radar most of the time. Now, when you are over the radar, so to speak, keeping with the uh, analogy here, right? You're a blimp. Okay, we all see a blimp coming from miles away. You're a, you're a fighter jet, right? We can hear them. We can see them. We go, up oh, there it goes. Yep, that's a fighter jet. I just saw it. They're over the radar. Right. If you're over the radar, people see you coming. People hear you. They can 
feel your presence. And with that comes attention, scrutiny, okay, haters, criticism, but also the love, the adulation, the recognition. If you are doing a good job. So being over the radar can can get you into doors that maybe being under the radar will not because people know who you are, especially if you're doing a great job. Now people really know, hey, you got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for that person. They on the come up. Here they come. I mean, kind of like a like a LaMelo ball, right? He is over the radar. Patrick Mahomes over the radar. Right. We're talking about these these young guns coming up. Right. Jalen Suggs right now. Eh, he didn't have a great, uh, great last game, but he is over the radar. His stock has gone up because of how great he was in the tournament. So just think about that. Am I over the radar or am I under the radar? And then ask yourself, is this helping me or is this hurting me? Hmm. I feel like as a creator, I can call myself a creator, right? As a creator, I want to try to be over the radar because if no one notices me, guess what? I don't get the recognition. I don't get the views. I don't get the likes and the follows and the subscriptions. I'm doing myself a disservice. You got to tighten your game up and get over that radar. That's what I'm trying to do now. That's why you should like, subscribe, follow, share this with your friends and all the people you know. Tell them about this great podcast. Okay, speaking of being under the radar or over the radar, one thing that'll get you over the radar, especially in this day and age, is a tattoo. And my number right here is 17 because that is the the age that I got my first tattoo. And it's just my last name on my arm. And I just see people now, right? And I'm not hating on tattoos. I like tattoos. I have a bunch of tattoos. Let's see. I have six tattoos and I don't regret any of them. Uh, Most of them represent family or something uh, spiritual. I also have a music note. Uh, But they they mean something to me. Right. Because family is important to me. My faith is very important to me. And so I, I see a lot of kids, children. And I'm talking high school age kids, nine to 12th grade. And they have so many tattoos. I'm like, where are you getting these tattoos from? What adult is tattooing you? I don't understand. But tattoos are becoming more and more commonplace. And it's just weird to see people so young willing to to make that leap, right? Because tattoos, I know that there are ways to remove them and that stuff costs money. But why would you get a tattoo and then want it removed? I know there are reasons, but a lot of times when people get tattoos, they don't want them removed. Sometimes you may make a mistake and those get covered up. Usually buy another tattoo. So you all tell me, 
What's the appropriate tattoo age? I'm not even sure anymore. It used to be like 17 or 18 years old. But now, working at a high school, I'm seeing kids come in with with four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tattoos. I'm like, wait a second. What is happening here? That used to be reserved for the the higher aged teenager, right? 17, 18, starting to feel like an adult. Your parent, they may let you get a tattoo. They may even take you themselves. So I just wonder, like, are these parents or guardians, whoever you may be living with, are these the people taking the kids to get tattoos? Or is it a thing where a young kid may learn how to do them and then just start doing them for all their buddies? I remember when I got mine, I was with my brother Darian and we went to, I don't know, this guy, kind of sketchy, right? We just went to his house and he just tattooed my arm, right? There's no age limit or requirement. He's just like, you know, do you have the money? And it's like, yeah, okay. All right, here we go. Does this look good to you? Yeah, sure. Right? At that age, you kind of just like, I want a tattoo and I'm going to get it and that's it. You throw caution to the wind. You don't worry about safety or needles or any of that kind of stuff, even though you may see the person open up the pack right there in front of you and all of this great stuff. But you're still at at somebody's house and it's like, eh, what you know, is this is this real? You just got to ask yourself, is this real? What am I doing here? Right. But it's just it's so commonplace nowadays. And so one thing that I also made sure to do was I didn't get any tattoos below my my elbow region right i wanted to make sure that i could cover these tattoos in case i went to an employer that didn't want to see them right because most of us many people are not mm, business owners right at least not right out of the gate and so you want to make sure that you're employable right so i didn't do anything above the, the chest area and i didn't do anything below my elbow I mean, chest and back, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want to do there. But I wanted to make sure I I left myself options, right? Regardless of what I think about tattoos or how cool I think they are, even now, not everyone is going to think that. And you still want to make sure that you can get a job, okay? Not everybody is opening their own business. Not saying that you can't, but that's just not what everyone's doing, okay? And even if you are, Unless you are a trust fund kid or you found a way to come into some money, you're going to have to still make money. Okay, so leave your options open, kids. Hold off on the tattoos, at least the ones that you can't cover. Right. The hands and the neck and the face. Uh, It's not the end of the world. You are not stupid. You're not an idiot if you get those tattoos. I just want to say that I want to make that loud and clear. But however, you do start to limit your options when you do that. Speaking of options, I wish that police officers will find a different option than killing young black men, right? I can't even put a number on this one. The number is numerous. But if I had to, maybe a 7 p.m. curfew because that's what went into effect on the day that I'm recording this, Monday, April 12th. And so they put this into effect because they know things are going to get crazy after the shooting of 
Dante Wright. And of course, the ongoing case, the officer who killed George Floyd. I mean, what do we have to do? Right? You come out, you have your hands up, and they can make mistakes, but we can't. So now what? I say black people, people of color, all people, continue to protest, continue to make your voices heard, continue to do what it takes for people to see us and understand us and not fear us because this all stems from fear and misunderstanding and for some not wanting to understand at all there's another shooting at a high school in in Knoxville and you go man what are people going through to where they feel like they have to use a gun or these this extenuating force to solve their problems what's happening at home what's happening in our schools what's happening when they leave and you just continue to ask the questions even though there aren't many answers so let's try to be more understanding of each other let's try to be better listeners Let's try to be better communicators because that's the only thing that's going to change people's minds. Let's do our best to be our best whenever we can, right? Just like we talked about flying above or below the radar. Okay, wherever you are on the radar, let's just try to be our best and be understanding because at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask for is that people would understand you and that they would treat you with some decency and respect. From one story of love and respect to another, our number is another date, tragic that is, 4921. DMX passed away. Now, I've always said that DMX and Busta Rhymes are the most underrated rappers ever, at least in my opinion, right, of the the rap that I've listened to. And you see now that all of the outpour and all of the, the love and the adulation and the admiration of who DMX was as a person is coming out. And you just see how much people cared about him. DMX was so honest in what he would say and what he would write and in his music. And he would take you to so many different places with that that scruffy voice and just the, the raspiness and the grittiness of of who of who he was. And just to see people giving him his flowers, albeit. Albeit posthumously it's always good to see that that you made an impact in the world because a lot of times we we just live our lives and we do the best that we can and that's that's one of my dad's favorite things to say I did the best that I could 
And, you know, sometimes our best is great and it gets the job done. And sometimes our best is just not good enough. So it's always great to, to go out there and do the all that you can. And all the comments that are coming out about who DMX was as a person and in his music and how he touched so many lives and how he just tried to help people. You see that coming out. And I'm a DMX fan, obviously, right? Even though I don't really listen to much of his music anymore because, I mean, honestly, I try not to listen to anything that's got a lot of cursing in it. That's just me personally. But I always respected his craft. I always respected the way that he he carved his own lane. He had his own style. And he was just him, whether he was cussing at somebody or barking or praying on many of his songs. He just felt so authentic in what he did. And so just shout out to DMX and his family. Prayers go up for them. And uh, don't listen to all the all the rumors that come across the airwaves, because a lot of it we just don't know. We can't take it for truth. Only take those things that you hear from his family. And that goes for anyone that passes. Because there's always a ton of stuff that starts to come out. Starts to leak. Right? There was something about somebody buying his masters or something. I think it was Beyonce and Jay-Z. Just continue to do your best and help people. Give people their flowers while they're still around. I know that's become a thing. Giving people their flowers. But, I mean, do it. The people who mean something to you. The people who have helped you to become who you are and to bring you along the way, say thank you to those people. It doesn't always have to be something that you buy. Just words of of affirmation and encouragement and thankfulness are, they do a great deal. Because a lot of times we, we don't know what the impact is that we have on people. We just don't. You feel like you're doing the right thing and sometimes it might be some tough love. But unless someone tells you that, hey, you know, thank you for doing that for me or those words that you said, they really made an impact on my life. Unless you say something, a lot of times we just you just hope so. So take a lesson from the people that are outpouring their memories and their lives to celebrate DMX. Do that now before people pass away. Do it now. Speaking of flowers and recognition, here's our number, 2001, as in Madden 2001. And the cover athlete for that video game was none other than Ohio State legend Eddie George. Now, Eddie George just got the head coaching job at Tennessee State University. And this is another big milestone because we start, we're starting to see that these NFL players get a shot on the lower levels, albeit, but without coaching experience, but with actual NFL playing experience. And I think that's a step in the right direction because we need more black people in leadership positions all over the NCAA, all over the, the sports landscape whether we're talking about basketball or football or wherever, we just need more representation there. 
and Eddie George is getting his shot. And although I am a Michigan man through and through, because I was born in Michigan, raised in Detroit, and I've always been a U of M fan. So Ohio State is my bitter rival. But in this case, when someone gets their just due and he's put into a position to excel, now we're talking about something bigger than just football games. We're talking about something bigger than just a university. Now we're talking about us as black men. I'm for that. And I'll be rooting for him. I'll be rooting for Dion at Jackson State because now this can open the door for these ex-NFL athletes with influence and with a ton of experience that not many people are able to get, right? You're talking about making it to the NFL. And these guys played at an extremely high level. They have a level of expertise that not many people have. So the way that they are treated as far as being able to get head coaching positions, not defensive coordinator positions, because they like to stick the black guys on as a running backs coach or on the defensive side. They don't want us talking offense. They don't want us talking quarterbacks or football because those are the primary leadership positions. And that stems back years and years and years. So to see him get this position, albeit on the HBCU level, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him and Dion and anyone else who's doing a great job, who will have the opportunity to be able to step up to the next level and do it. And then eventually become a a head coach in the NFL because these guys understand the game. There's no way that they'd be able to get these, these positions if they didn't understand the game and they didn't have the connections to be able to hire other people who understand the things that they may or may not know. So shout out to Eddie George, shout out to Prime, and shout out to 2001. I was a ninth grader in high school. (laughs) And so let's close out with our Today in History. This day, April 12, 1945, President Franklin D. Roosevelt dies. And Harry S. Truman becomes our president. I could only imagine the kind of pressure and scrutiny that this man was under. Not just him, but his family and whoever else was around him. Because it was very different to be vice president. It's real different being second in command. It's real different being the assistant principal or the assistant manager, or the substitute, right? Because nobody really, really cares about what you say. Now, of course, these are not apples to apples, right? We're talking about president and vice president. Obviously, the vice president is a a big, big time position. And you obviously have some pool somewhere, right? I'm I'm not there to be able to know, but it ain't the president. So Truman becomes president. And now you have to fill the shoes of Roosevelt, who many people believe was was a great president, an amazing president. So that happened on this day, April 12th, Monday, in our history. Also, of note, the first catcher's mask was worn back on this day in 1877. 
Baseball season is in full swing. Go Tigers. Got a shout out to all my Detroit teams forever and ever and ever. Shout out to Matthew Stafford with a nice little goodbye that he gave Detroit. I always root for him just because, you know, he was a gamer. And I don't know, he at least gave us a little bit of hope. Growing up as a Lions fan, you know what? We're not going to go there. I'd be rambling. This episode has come to a close. Of course, I want to thank you all, my audience, my listeners, the people who keep me going. Y'all can follow me on IG at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. Definitely go leave some comments. Tell me what y'all want to hear. I want to hear from the people. Go like, subscribe, follow, support, and share this podcast with all of your buddies because it's great. I am your host, Tony Rambles. And I'll see you in the next one.